I love wiffle ball. No other way to explain it. Just something about the game. The feel of the grass. Smacking that ball all over the field. Making plays. Diving head first, whatever it takes to get the job done. That's what wiffle ball means to me. Striking out grown men. Watching their knees buckle on a call third strike. Set out, bud. And then, of course, the home runs. The base hits. The big, big home runs at the big moments. That's a whiff of greatness. Join us all season long for the Joe Aguirre story. The CMG Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Drawing About the G-Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm your host, as always, Big Jace, joined by Joe, Sean, Zay, and Lucas. Lucas is here because later on we're going to have the rematch for the big brain battle for trivia. So stay tuned for that. But we got some Giants news to talk about. And let's start things off. The big signing, the big news Kenny Galladay is going to be in big blue wearing number zero. But uh, so, Joe, what do you think of this signing from Kenny Galladay? Of Kenny Galladay? Um, I don't love it when a guy's coming off an injury. But, Ooh, but let's say when healthy, this guy is straight up a baller. Galladay's a big receiver uh, and, and a great target, 6'4", 214. Uh, he's got a great ability to make contested catches down the field, which is something I think we all can admit the Giants are severely lacking in. I do think he's one of the few guys that people considered a you know wide receiver one type. You know, so I think unfortunately, like the Nate Solder deal a couple of years ago, the Giants had to overpay to get a guy like this. I don't have a problem with it, um, and I you know I, listen. I think when the Giants start winning eventually, they won't have to make overpays for people. Uh, Galladay wanted to be in New York. I think that is a good sign. And I know we're going to talk about some of these other free agent signings by the Giants. I I like the fact that guys around the league seem to be buying into what the Giants are buying into. That's a good sign. Yes, yes, yes. Sean, is Galladay going to be that number one wide receiver that the Giants need? Yeah, I think he is. Um, like Joe said, as long as he stays healthy, I, I think it was a great pickup. Uh, and you're, you're going to have to overpay in free agency for a number one receiver. But uh, the, the salary cap will go up uh, in the next couple of years. Uh, obviously, it went down due to COVID. So some of these salaries uh, might be looking like steals. But I, I think he is a number one receiver. I think that he complements uh, Shepard and Slayton really well. I think that they're all diff- three different style receivers. Obviously, Shepard's your slot guy that He's probably the best at getting open. He'll be huge on third downs. And then Slayton's your burner down the field who could take the top off the secondary. And then, like Joe said, uh, 
Galladay, he's probably one of the best contested catches guys uh, in the league. And we know that Daniel Jones likes to throw in tight tight spots, tight areas. So I think that would be huge uh, for this team. So I, I think he complements the other two guys really well. So I think uh, the receiving core has definitely vastly improved from what it has been the past couple of years. Zay, how do you think this puts the Giants in the grand scheme of the NFL? How does Kenny Galladay make the Giants better? Uh, improves them on offense, at least. Um, it allows them to um, have someone that will help them score more than 20 points a game, allow them to compete in games. When the NFL right now, we know that most of the NFL is you got to outscore the other team to win. So now the Giants at least have a chance to outscore the other team by adding a weapon who can get outside and catch another big body. Hopefully, like I said, maybe like Joe said earlier, you can move Evan Ingram outside also, and then you have two big bodies. And then, you know, you could work out a situation there. It kind of feels like that uh, Plaxico Burr situation when he came to the Giants a couple years back and, you know, everybody was worried about Eli and, you know, it was a big year for Eli and then they got Plax and they figured that out. So, you know, it seems like it's, you know, history repeating itself. But I think, you know, he does make this offense better and allows them to score more points. But as far as, you know, Ed, there's nothing more than just the team. All right. Trevor, thanks for joining us. What do you think of this end? Well, Zay, I'm glad you said that about Plax because I saw this on Twitter. It is actually intriguing. So Plaxico and Galladay joined the Giants at 27. Plax and Galladay both had two 1,000-yard seasons at 26 or younger. Plax and Galladay were both injured the season before the Giants. Oh, and by the way, Eli was 24, just like Daniel Jones was 24 when he got Kelly Galladay. So this wow. is – and I listen to Jordan Renan's podcast. Great podcast. Check it out, guys. If you're Breaking Big Blue. Um, and he was saying in the beginning of free agency that this was Galladay and Bust. I mean, this saves a lot, especially the Adoree Jackson. Going into the draft now, the Giants have loads of options. They can trade back. They can pick up assets. They can bolster the offensive line. They can add to the defensive line. They don't have to go out and go crazy now looking for, like, a Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle, you got your receiver now, and this opens up everything. And this was all about Daniel Jones, plain and simple. You want this guy to survive? You drafted him a couple years ago, six, to be the guy for the New York Giants going the next 10 to 12 years. This is what you have to do. I know it's 18 million. It seems a lot, but hey, if you want your guy, got to go pay for him. And they did that. And it's a great signing. You get the number one receiver in this free agency class. And how can you not be excited if you're a Giant fan? I mean, this is something to see players like Kyle just said this was the option he wanted to go without question joe judge has brought something to new york giant football that we've lacked for quite some time now people are excited to come back and play for new york giant football that gets me excited i love the i love the move so far from big blue you know it's funny going into the draft you were wondering whether they would go receiver whether they would you know somewhere along the way go corner whether that be a second round i mean to, to see the Giants sort of go out and solve all the problems with really good free agent deals, you're exactly right, Trevor. I mean, this after all these signings, I thought, oh, my God, dude, th this really does open up the draft for the Giants. Yep. Uh, a trading back wouldn't be a bad thing at this point, too. I mean, I think the one big spot the Giants obviously still need to address is edge rusher, and I think we all agree there's not really – a bona fide get that's the guy to get. So I think the Giants might move back. Uh, and, and then whoever might be available, wherever they move back to that, that might end up being the guy um, assuming there's somebody there worthy, or again, you could go offensive line. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. This is listen, everybody. I think we can all agree. Look, 
they're they are setting the table for Daniel Jones. This is yeah. make or break, right? Oh, yeah. Like if 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 Holiday goes down in game two and Saquon goes down again in game four, this is it for Jones. He's got everything he needs. Too. Yeah, if he doesn't <laughs> if he doesn't deliver this year, I I really do think that the Giants will strongly consider moving on after this season. Much like, if anybody can remember, uh, that's how the Giants were feeling about Eli Manning at the time. Yep. Um, is this going to be the the guy long term? Got to start winning some games. And also, and they I had was, a good. They also had a good coach called uh, Tom Coughlin, just like the Giants, who we think looks like a future star in this league. Yeah, but I mean, Joe, you love to make those parallels, Joe. I mean, lad, you, you were talking about how the Giants' defense looked like it did in 2007 when they made the Super Bowl run. That, that did play out. But uh, before we move on from the, the, the Kenny Galladay topic, Lucas, Trevor mentioned how bad at, like the, the injury history that Galladay has. How will that affect – and is that something you're worried about with this – with especially – with all the money that the Giants gave, well, uh, certainly if he gets injured, um, that that makes the money, especially the guaranteed money, seem a little bit not worth it. But I'm not necessarily worried that Kenny Galladay is going to go out there and just you know go out there and like snap an ACL or something like that. I, I have I have very high confidence that Kenny Galladay is a is an elite athlete and he'll be able to take care of his body. Yeah, cross your fingers is right, Zay. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm not worried about that. Someone I'm more worried about getting injured would be Saquon Barkley because I think if he goes down again and has another season-ending injury. Uh, we shouldn't give him a paycheck, and I think that we waited maybe one year too late to get a decent trade package for him. So I, I think that someone I'd be more worried about getting injured than Kenny Galladay is certainly Saquon Barkley. He needs to have a big, a big season and a healthy season. More importantly, Saquon Barkley is very much the Aaron Judge, uh, sort of. You know what I mean? It's like that's your stud guy. You want to pay him long term, so you know how good he is. He's always hurt, and you're yeah. like, it, it's a tough spot. I mean, again, dude, if, if Saquon's healthy and and Galladay can be that real number one, you can work these other guys in. You can run this offense through Saquon. Jones limits the turnovers, dude. These guys could be putting up thirty points a game. There's no reason why they can't. You know, sky's the limit. But again, this is all resting on Daniel Jones right now. And, you know, every time I see a running back sign a big contract, I see this graphic on uh, whether it be Instagram or Twitter, and it's the salary of the starting running back from every Super Bowl in the last 10 years. I don't think a single one of them made over $2.5 So I, I think that running back, paying for a running back uh, tends to hurt teams. So I think that in the future, if not paying Saquon is an option, that, that route is something the Giants should explore. Here's, here's my only – oh, go ahead, Zach. My bad. I was just going to say, the Giants start off 0-5 in the run game – looks horrible do you look to move Saquon or do you try to keep him going I don't know if at that point would there be any takers on a if you can't even run yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a contender out there that would take him and that's that just yeah. needs a I'm glad you brought that up because that's the most important thing going in I know they got all these great weapons yeah so did the Kansas City Chiefs and look how they performed in the Super Bowl you would need to have still the offense line I think we all can agree that this offensive line is still a big question mark. And that's why mm -hmm. we, a couple weeks ago said the Giants should go offensive line. You guys killed them for it. Doesn't look too half bad right now, boys. 
Uh, yeah. Well, again, I, I was going to hold on, hold on, hold on. Not for nothing. Not for nothing. Not for nothing. Yeah, you're not siding with Jace. No, you're no, siding no, no. with Jace in the past. If you would have told me they were going to sign all these guys and go offensive line, yeah, oh sure. I, if the Giants go tackle or 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 guard in this draft or grab us, yes. I would be very happy with that now because now you you've already addressed all the areas of concern, and and for me, you know, the big concern about Waddle or 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 uh, Smith or uh, uh, what's the other guy? Chase, Chase. Uh, any one of those guys, you, you assume they're going to be studs. Every now and again, those guys, some of those guys don't pan out, and you always have to worry about whether that's the guy you end up with. At least in Galladay, right? You know you got a proven guy. In Jackson, you've got a proven guy at corner to, to play alongside everybody. So, yeah, again, I mean, Jace was sort of right, Sean, and I hate to say that, but, I mean, it, it does put the Giants in that kind of spot. Well, yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, obviously, we all say that it's a big year for Daniel Jones, which it completely is. Uh, he doesn't really have any excuses now, but I do believe that the O-line, I mean, this is Daniel Jones' third year, and it hasn't gotten any better since his rookie season, I believe. I mean, I, right now, they're so young and raw. Andrew Thomas, he looked better at the end of the year, but he, you know, he had a bad uh, rookie year. Uh, Matt Parrish still hasn't had really any starting experience. Shane Lemieux is a terrible pass blocker. Uh, Will Hernandez, he had a great rookie year, but after that, he hasn't really shown anything. And Nick Gates is probably the guy who I'm most confident in, and it's only his second year starting at center in his entire football career. So there's definitely a lot of question marks on this O-line. And while I think, you know, Having better receivers will, you know, they'll get open faster, which, you know, Daniel Jones won't have to hold on to the ball for so long. But I do still worry about this O line, especially in Pat and all. Give him another year. We got to give him another year. There was too much going on this year with COVID and, 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 and no training camps and OTAs, everything being virtual. Rookies didn't come in early like normal. So you, you got to give them another year, give them a, a, a full offseason, a full training camp with a, you know, with the, offensive line coach to figure things out, and then we'll see what we got. To judge rookies right now when it was basically a, a micro – basically a micro offseason, it, it's hard to do that. And plus you had no – like I said, you had no preseason games. It was even worse for uh, Andrew Thomas because he missed uh, most of his uh, his last year in college yeah. too to an injury. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that, Zach, a lot. Uh, the, the NFL speed is completely different than the college speed. It takes time. Edge rushers are going to rush completely different. It's completely, you know, it's a whole different game. Give them time. Yeah, and um, but before we move on from the offense, uh, there was another big signing, kind of big, in uh, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, I know there were some issues with that him coming off a injury. Um, might need he might have needed surgery for it, but he p- failed the physical. But now they figured it out. They're they're signing him he is officially a giant so now a lot of people i i think a couple weeks ago we were talking about should the giants get kyle pitts joe <laughs> you said it before the show yeah the kyle pitts things that, that's, that's out the cool. window that is completely out the window now there is again not i i don't think pitts will even be there at 11 but that aside i think this all but seals it look i think like with galladay you're getting a pretty proven commodity a guy who's great down in the red zone something the Giants severely need. This also allows you to run two tight end sets and one of them not having to be uh, Smith or um, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Lovello. Toy Lolo. Right? Up, Toy Lolo. Right? 
uh, I feel a lot better thinking about Rudolph on the other side or even letting letting uh, Engram split out uh, in, in red zone situations. I, I think this is a really good pickup for the Giants, assuming he stays healthy. Had a pretty decent year last year. So, yeah, I, I, I think there could be something to be had here with Kyle Rudolph. Also, like, we spoke about uh, with Kenny Galladay, he is that big guy. And the red zone, the Giants have been lacking uh, in productivity in the red zone because they don't have that big guy to go to. I, I remember always picking Kyle Rudolph on my fantasy team, and he'd have like three, he'd have like three receptions, three yards, and like a TD. So we need a guy like that, a short yardage guy. I mean, obviously he's not going to be the the number one guy, but still, even to have a guy who knows when where it is, like a Golden Tate was. A guy that knows where the yardage is, where where he needs to get to, um, and have him be a big body like that. I like that a lot, Sean. Uh, what do you think of all this stuff? All this uh, stuff around him w- with the signing, like the failed physical, the, the parent injury. How do you think that's going to affect him as a whole coming in? Um, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely concerning. I didn't know about that till a couple of days ago till I saw the, the Mike Garofalo report, but I mean, I, I believe in the, the giants, you know, training staff. I, I believe that, you know, pass them in the physical that, I, you know, Ronnie Barnes has been the giants trainer for a very long time. So I, I have trust in him that, uh, I mean, if he cleared him that I, I think he's good to go. So, um, I, it was a little bit concerning when I saw that, but I, I think that, you know, I have trust in the giant system. Um, and I, I think, you know, like you guys were saying, it, it's it's good to get two really good red zone targets uh, in one offseason. I, I think that will help Daniel Jones a lot. And also, you know, he brings it. He's a really good blocker as well. So we know that Evan Ingram, you know, isn't a tremendous block. He's gotten better over the years, but he's still not great at blocking at tight end. So it, it gives us another blocker who is sure handed as well. He doesn't drop as many passes as Evan Ingram. So I, I think he's a good, solid veteran uh, to bring in and, you know, try and help uh, Evan Ingram along. And I know that, you know, Jason Garrett, Excuse me. Jason Garrett loves his uh, double tight end set, so I think we're going to see a lot more of that this year. Yeah. Zay, I know you've been uh, very big against uh, Evan Ingram's run blocking. So do you think uh, Rudolph will help out with that? Uh, Yeah, I definitely think he will. And I think having Rudolph on the field, it now makes the defense have to think more. Because when you have Evan Ingram out there, you're so sure that he's not a good um, excuse me, run blocker that for the most part, he's going to be out there going out for a pass. So you're not really worried about him blocking when he's out there for, for run plays. So now you have Kyle Rudolph out there who could do both. It makes the defense have to think more. And then I think it comes down to, like Sean said, Jason Garrett being, you know, being tricky with the um, offense, how he uh, disguises his uh, tight end sets, how he puts Kyle Rudolph out there, puts him in places to get open, and just makes him, you know, another weapon Daniel Jones can use. I think that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, and Lucas, you're rocking the the Danny Dimes jersey there. How, how do you think uh, he, Kyle Rudolph will synergize with Daniel Jones? I, I think they'll work pretty good together. I mean, he uh, was doing pretty well with Kirk Cousins down in uh, Minnesota, and Kirk Cousins and Daniel Jones are very close in my book. I know a lot of people rank Kirk Cousins very highly, but I think he's very inconsistent as is Daniel Jones, but um, I, I think with, with with time, Daniel Jones can get better. Uh, but Kyle Rudolph, like you guys were saying, he's he's a great ad, obviously a better uh, a better blocker than um, Evan Ingram. And I, if Eng- Evan Ingram caught that one pass against the Eagles last year, we would have went to the playoffs. I mean, just having a guy like Sean said who's shorthanded and doesn't drop a lot of passes is so important. 
uh, you know, putting him in down in the red zone to uh, he's had some amazing catches. I know you guys have seen him, but some of the back of the end zone, reaching out with one hand and grabbing it, pulling it in. Uh, he's just a great guy, great guy to have down in the red zone. And I, I believe he's a great locker room presence as well. So I think overall I'd give this signing a, a B, a B plus, big B plus for the Giants. I know, so I know it's weird, just a weird point, but would it be weird if the Giants, with Kyle Rudolph now being able to package maybe Evan Ingram and the number 11 pick and get something better? Because at this point, maybe I don't think you need Evan Ingram. Maybe you could move up and get Kyle Pitts or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I don't think you need Evan Ingram at this point. Or maybe it's just me wanting to get rid of him. <laughs> I really do think you could do so much with that, having Kyle Rudolph. I think it makes it more flexible at that position, which you can I do with I think there'd be a lot of takers on Evan Ingram. I do. And the 11th pick obviously is a very valuable spot to be in that draft. So I wouldn't be opposed to it. I just don't, I don't think it's very likely that that happens. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could see what you're saying, Zay, but I, I think Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman, they both speak very highly of Evan Ingram. Um, when Joe Judge had his press conference uh, the other week, uh, he, he spoke very highly of him and he said that, you know, he was in the plans for the future. So I, I, I'm with you. I, I think that Evan Ingram's con- inconsistency definitely worries me a lot. Uh, you know, but I, I just think that uh, I think that he's here to stay, at least for uh, this pa- or this next season coming up. All right. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Well, we will see. Only time will tell with that. But now, let's shift over to the other side of the football. Talk about we we mentioned it a couple times. Adoree Jackson, the big sign, the big signing for the Giants to add to that secondary. And there are reports coming out that Jabril Peppers and Logan Ryan were all were in Adoree Jackson's year. So we'll start with you this time, Sean. What do you think of this signing, and how will he synergize with the rest of the Giants' secondary? Uh, I like this signing a lot. Uh, like you said, he's got a good relationship with Logan Ryan. They were teammates in Tennessee. Uh, he's good friends with Jabril. Also, Darnay Holmes and him are, are very tight. They both grew up in Southern California. Uh, and then you have Leonard Williams, who went to USC, so they have that connection. So I, I think he'll fit in the locker room really well. And then uh, on top of that, on the field, I, I think that it's a great signing. Um, obviously, in his first couple of years, he was one of the best young corners in the league. Uh Unfortunately, the last the last two years he was dealing with a knee injury. But if you could get back to full health, I, I think that him and Bradbury could be easily, you know, one of the best corner duos in the league. Um, and I, I think the secondary as a whole definitely has a lot of potential. I, I think that they're easily a top five unit right now. I, I think they have a chance to be maybe even the best secondary in football, which is uh, definitely some high praise. But I. I, I do think that I, I could see it. I mean, Xavier McKinney uh, will be back hopefully for a whole season this year. Um, he looked really good down the stretch. And then obviously if Adoree Jackson stays healthy, uh, I think this group definitely has a lot of potential. Yeah, I mean, this was this defense was what carried them and what fought, get, brought the Giants to uh, very, very close to getting into the playoffs. Zay, does will Adoree Jackson help be the key that the Giants need to make the playoffs. Uh, I don't know if he'll be the key, but I think he'll be a part of the. He'll be one part of that uh, key of the Giants getting to the playoffs. I think the big thing is Patrick Graham's defense is really good, and people that he he finds a way to get these players and plug them into positions and make them successful. And I think that's the important part. So I think even though a lot of people are complaining that the Giants might have overpaid for or Adoree Jackson and Malcolm Butler was the number one corner, you know they should have went after him, and he's still on the market. I think the Patrick Graham system of Dory Jackson will fit in perfectly and he'll be able to help the Giants possibly move up from a number seven pass defense through, like Sean said, a number one or two 
best defense in the league next year. All right. Lucas, what do you think of the door Jackson? I love it. I mean, you guys, you saw a guy like Bradbury last year. He was obviously one of the most um, important players on that Giants defense, and you saw teams kind of staying away from him as much as they could going on, picking on guys like Lewis and Yadam. Uh, but now we have that solid number two cornerback where, where you kind of feel like teams don't have that easy out, uh, not not throwing a target at James Bradbury. So I think the one-two combination of Bradbury and um, Dory Jackson is fantastic. I think it's just what the secondary needed to kind of take them to the next level. I think this is probably one of the better secondaries in the NFC, if not the NFL. So I think that there's going to be great things to come. This was already a top 10 defense uh, coming out of last season. And I, I think that they're just going to go to higher, higher places after that Dory Jackson signing. All right, Joe, where does the Giants defense fit in in, the, in all the NFL? Like last, Lucas said it last year, top 10. Does this signing, can this elevate them to a top five? Can they be one of the best defenses in the league? When the Giants re-signed Logan Ryan, I saw some people that were a little bent out of shape about it, thought it was kind of a, you know, you know that 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 his his contract and the fact that the Giants didn't cut him was problematic. What? I oh, dude, I saw a lot of people that were like the Giants should go out and get a real cornerback. And so for the Giants to again, in a million years, if you told me the Giants were going to sign a cornerback this offseason, my thought would have been they don't have the money. Right? It was it was. Are, are they going to re-sign Leonard Williams or Dalvin Tomlinson? Not both. Right, that that's what that that was the talk going into this. So for me, the, the fact that the Giants were able to get a, a legit, uh, you know, cornerback it, to add to already a great secondary um, with Logan Ryan and Darnay Holmes. I mean, I this the secondary's got depth. It's it's got nickel guys. I mean, this, this is. I want to say this was the strength of the Giants' defense, but you couldn't tell that last year. You couldn't tell that last year because outside of Leonard Williams, you really weren't getting much of a pass rush. And he was he was really the 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 main bringer of the heat. And so again, these guys end up getting exposed downfield. DeAndre Baker being out killed the Giants last year. Uh, you know, I mean, he's not that he's anything special, but the quality uh that the Giants went with uh on on the opposite side of Bradbury last year was was poor at best for most of the year. And as this defense got better at Peppers, you know, I, I think was hurt to start the season. And then Xavier McKinney came in at the end. You know, you just you just saw this secondary coming together. Jackson just really, to me, again, this blew my mind. Didn't see it coming. I think if you look at this Giants defense, like Lucas said, uh, you know, top 10 defense. There's no, there's no reason why this can't be a top five defense. I mean, these guys are really good and they're young and they're really talented and God only knows what the draft might bring. Yeah. And Trev, you mentioned how, how badly the Giants need a pass rusher, but say they don't get a pass rusher. Say they do something wild. Can this core, can what the Giants have right now, can that compete for that top to be one of the top defenses without that one pass rusher? I mean, I know they signed Ryan Anderson, who could help them, but without that elite pass rusher, can they be? Well, here's defense? the thing: you don't need always an elite pass rusher to be great, as long as you have depth. 
like the Giants back then, when even in the 80s, they always had depth. Even when 07 and 11, they always had depth in the defensive line. The Giants have depth. I know losing uh, Dalvin Tomlinson's a big loss, but Austin Johnson, his time is now. This is a huge opportunity for him to fill that role with Dex and um, Leonard Williams. I love this defense overall because the youth. It's so young. I, I think the, I think Logan Ryan may be the oldest player on this defense. Correct me if I'm wrong. But this defense is extremely young. They're athletic. Oh, and by the way, Odori Jackson, he could also play in the return game too. So that's also a big part. And when he came out, the Giants were interested in drafting him, but mm -hmm. there at the time. So, I mean, this is a great signing. I know I saw like an article the other day that says, oh, this could have very similar situations to the 16 class when they got Vernon, Jenkins, and, and um, Snacks. But I was like, the, big, the one big difference is – they don't have Ben Wackadoo. They have Judge. They have a coach that takes care of business. They have a leader. They have a man. They have a man that's that people are buying into the concept. They're buying into Jason Garrett. That's why Kyle Rudolph's there. That's why Kenny Galladay have wanted to go there from the stretch from the start. And now that's why Dory Jackson is now officially a New York Giant. It's all about the culture. And this was the most important thing that I kept saying last year. I know the Giants at times stunk. But they had a culture. There was a direction going in the right in, in in a positive way. Previous of last year, I think we could all agree that we were just saying, "What is this team going to be like for the next ten years? Is, are we going to have another quarterback? Is, is Saquon going to be around?" Now with this coach, with Joe Judge there, and this whole coaching staff that are buying into the culture, that's where you want to be. And the Giants are going in the right direction. And if you're a Giant fan, I said in the in the start, how can you not be excited for this? I mean, seriously. Yeah, and I mean, let's go around the around the horn here. And Joe, starting off with you, where does the, the where do the signings, where does everything right now put the Giants overall in the grand scheme of the NFL? Are they uh, a wild card contender? Are they? Do they have the NFC East on lock? Can they make some noise in the playoffs? What What are your expectations for the Giants going forward after? free agency thus far. I, I would say the Giants have to be considered a playoff contender, uh, at least a wild card team. Again, this division could be historically bad again, or it could get good again quickly. Dak is back in Dallas. You know, love, love him or hate him, the guy does light up the scoreboard. Washington's a better team than they were a year ago, even though they still really don't have their quarterback situation resolved. Same thing with the Eagles. So by default, I think the Giants are the most complete and best team in this division right now. What that means record-wise, I couldn't tell you. Could this team go 4-12? and 12? Yeah, probably could. I don't think that's going to be the case. You know, look, it, to me, Leonard Williams has to be Leonard Williams. He really made that defense move towards the elite level. Daniel Jones has to be the guy on offense if he can't do it. It's to me, those two guys are the two most important guys on either side of the football. If those guys have good seasons, the Giants will win the division and the Giants will contend for the NFC. Whether they can be get to that elite level, I think that's going to be something they would need to develop throughout the course of the season and, and into a nice playoff run. But I think the talent is there and the coaching is clearly there. This comes down to Daniel Jones. But to me, if you get a Leonard Williams that's not as productive as he's been the last couple of years. And that doesn't necessarily mean sacks. That means 
being the, being the pressure guy, getting up that middle, being that disruption, so that this secondary, you got some playmakers back there now, man. You got some playmakers. This is the most playmakers any giant secondary has ever had in my entire life. This is the best secondary they've ever put together on paper, mind you. Let's see what happens when it's game time. But on paper, I'm blown great. away. The Giants in, in my lifetime, the Giants have never had a better secondary. Not in 86, not in 90, not in 2000. This is the best secondary they have ever had. All about the execution now. Yeah, keep yep. thinking about it, Chase. You'll never come up with the answer. This is the best <laughs> secondary. Bro, believe me. When Remember last week we talked about, I said the Bears have never had a good quarterback. The Giants yeah. have just historically never had great secondaries. It was always linebackers, never always, yeah. always linebackers and, 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 and linemen for the Giants. And the secondary was, you know, you got guys like Sean Williams over the years. and Everything and, always and looks good in the Roll. secondary because of the pass rush. Hey, Webster, pro bowler for most There you go. Listen, again, Jason Seahorn, Corey Webster. But, dude, there has Roll. not been. The Giants have never had an elite corner until Bradbury. Never. Not one elite cornerback has ever been a Giant. Jason Seahorn. Jack Rabbit. Jason Seahorn was not. I lost all my respect yeah, to Jason Seahorn when he played against the Baltimore Ravens and almost yeah, scrapped his pants. Yeah, Jason Seahorn, um, I lived it, was a white cornerback, yeah. and people were fascinated by it. He, was, he really wasn't as good uh, as I think people made him out to be. And then after he got hurt, he was never the same. So, again, it doesn't – the Giants have never had an elite cornerback. Felipe Sparks, somebody who just yeah, – that's another good one. Not elite. I don't think Felipe ever went to a Pro Bowl. Sam the Giants have historically not had great secondary. Didn't need it. The only yeah, the only reason why they were good is because of that pass rush. It makes everything easier for secondaries when you have a pass rush getting. In 1986, the Giants' starting free safety was a guy named Terry Kennard. Anybody remember that name? Terry Kennard wore number 43. Bill Parcells' nickname for him was Toast because he always got burned. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants, I mean, that secondary in 86 was mediocre at best. Again, if you can get pressure on the quarterback, your linebackers are making plays, it doesn't matter who's back there. Exactly. But what you got back there now, you're talking about an elite-level secondary on top of a great young defensive line and really solid linebacking. This, this, is, this could be one of the better Giant defenses ever. With a good defensive coordinator, too. With a great defensive coordinator. Yeah. And believe me, like, I've seen all the great defenses. All of them. This, this, one, this one has the potential. Again, on paper, this looks like this could be historically good. How could could they go 4-12? and 12? It's in the realm of possibility, unfortunately. Oh, not, not, not anymore. How, no, it's impossible. They're guaranteed six wins this year. I, I agree with Zay. I, I, they I guaranteed six wins. Are you watching? Daniel, then Daniel Jones is gone if there's six and ten again. Listen, on, my, yeah, listen, 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 listen. Can I just do the best on that one? I'm not 100% convinced that Daniel Jones is up to the task. I think he is. I want him to be. Yep. But it's 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 possible he comes out year, year three and, and, and it don't go so well. They're investing a lot of money. They're investing a lot of money in these weapons. You got to consider what's going to happen after next year with Saquon. 
He's got to win now. I I I disagree with you that he he doesn't get another year. This is it. I agree with you, but he, I don't think he has to throw four thousand yards this year. I think he could still and he could still win this division easily. I don't care how many yards he throws for. I want wins. I don't if he throws for if he throws for fourteen touchdowns and they go ten and six, that's great. He's got to be at least a game manager. Look at the division. Look at the division. The Cowboys. The worst secondary probably in football. Did nothing. They added Keanu Neal. That's all they did this offseason. Who's coming off an ACL tear. Who's absolutely terrible in coverage in the first place. Then let's go to the Redskins. Who added a journeyman quarterback. They added a receiver. But it doesn't matter because their quarterback is terrible. And the Giants bolstered their secondary for that reason. To put up with all the firepower that these teams have. And then when you look at the Eagles. They're a crap fire who don't know who they're starting that quarterback. And their best option probably might be Joe Flacco, who's looking like the backup right now. There's no reason why the Giants should not win this division handedly. Absolutely. Zay, I'll do you one better. There's no reason they shouldn't have won it last year, and they didn't. And that's that's my point. Last year, you could make the excuse of new offense, new coach, new offensive coordinator, young, uh, young offensive line. Right, all and now I, and now all of those problems are gone. So now, gone. so gone. So there shouldn't be an issue this year. It shouldn't be an issue. Agreed. I think Daniel Jones could just like like um, Lucas said, manage games, and the Giants could still win out this division and still win about ten games this year. I think I, they could all their division I, games and pull out four games out of their ass. I just I, see. It. Yeah, I think the Giants will definitely contend, but I, I wouldn't say that handily. I, I think that Washington football team, their defense is legit. And Fitzpatrick, I mean, he's obviously inconsistent, but when he's on, he I mean, he, he could be on fire. And they also got Curtis Samuel. And then the Cowboys, I'm not worried about the Eagles. I'll throw them out of the situation. But the Cowboys, I mean, if they get if their defense could just hold people under 30 points a game, I mean, they're going <laughs> to score points. So, I I mean, really, that's all they need. So, I, yeah, I, right. I agree that the Giants will definitely contend for the NFC East again this year, but I, I wouldn't just throw those teams uh, out of the equation. They couldn't stop the Giants from scoring 30 points a game last year. They're going to do it with a oh. Keanu Neal coming off of a torn – the Cowboys. The, 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 oh, what's it, what was it? The, what? What's the game like 30 – well, the, the first game, 35-31, to 31, we lost. Yeah, okay, the Giants scored 31 points. The Giants, who don't score points, scored 31 points against the Cowboys, who did nothing to make that defense better. But they're getting they're getting Dak back, though. That's for a whole season. They're getting Dak back. We don't know what Dak they're getting back. Probably the I, one that throws a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, and throws and leads the league. We hope, you hope. They have a terrible offensive line. You just hope he's mobile this year. They they were hurt. La- I wouldn't say t- they were hurt last year. Leo Collins yeah. was hurt. Byron Smith was hurt. Zach Martin was hurt for a lot of the year. Yeah, so I, yeah, they're, under- def- they're definitely getting older. They're not as good as they were, but I wouldn't say they're a terrible O-line, though. Unreliable running back. I, I don't disagree with that one. Hey, Saquon, hey, Saquon and Daniel Jones have been unreliable, too. Yeah, they exactly. have. I, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> but guess what? I mean – I put my money more on Daniel Jones being completely healthy than than a Dak Prescott, and I don't know what I'm going to get exactly. That injury didn't look too great. We're not talking about a rolled ankle here. According to Tony Romo, it was just a cramp. It was a cramp. (laughs) But, uh, all right, Lucas, who who is the toughest – who is going to be that one – the roadblock for the Giants when it comes to winning this division? Who's going to give them the hardest time? The division, all right, if it's the division, we're talking Washington. I mean, like Sean said, they have an elite defense. Uh, they they have Terry McLaurin, who, who is a very, very talented wide receiver. They signed Curtis Samuel, someone who has been coached by Ron Rivera before with the Panthers. So 
so he obviously knows what's going on down there, right? Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, we saw last year he won the Dolphins some games single-handedly, just coming in in relief of, even if it was in relief of Tua, just coming in and getting the job done. I think Fitzpatrick, he does throw interceptions, but I think he he also knows how to you know take the deep shot when it's necessary and and lead a lead an offense down the field for a scoring drive when they need it. So Washington definitely sends some chills down my spine, but I also don't think it's anything that we can't handle. We beat them twice last year. They have gotten better, but um, we usually have our way with them. So yeah, we we, can, we own Washington. If we can if we can beat them in our first matchup next season, only uh, Daniel Jones owns. Yeah, right. <laughs> we can beat them in in our first matchup next season pretty handedly. I'll have confidence that the Giants should run away with this division with no competition. All right. Now let's shift focus a little bit more so over to the draft. Trevor, you brought it up earlier. Well, are, are you taking an O-lineman at 11 for the Giants? I mean, it depends who's there. If, if Slater's there, you have to seriously contemplate taking him because I, I obviously think Sewell will – Fucking agree, Sewell should be gone by then. But if Sewell is there, the Giants should. I mean, Dave Gettleman should make the selection for not six. Now stay back. I'll take the selection. I mean, that's the best offensive lineman I would say there. I don't think Dershaw from Virginia Tech is. I wouldn't take him that high, or the kid uh, Tucker from USC. I, I've heard a lot of good things about him, but I wouldn't. If that was the case, I would try to trade back. If the Giants had offers from like the Patriots or Washington, or even the Cardinals, a couple of trades that I saw with them, and they give you something that, hey, you can't refuse. I mean, why not? Trade back, pick up more assets, be like the Jets. I mean, that's why the Jets are in a – I know we're talking about the Jets. I brought up the Jets in a good situation, but look at all the draft picks they have. I mean, it's crazy how many draft picks they have from trading back and making good decisions based off of that. If the Giants don't have anybody they like there, then why not just trade back? But if Slater's there, you might have to contemplate it because he could play guard and he could play tackle. And from what we've seen, Matt Pert, yeah, he could be the future, but we're still not sold on him. Nick Gates, um, Lemieux, Nate Soldier, Will Hernandez, all question marks. Even Andrew Thomas right now all have like some sort of question marks. You're coming into this season. I know that we've been talking about the Giants now. They could be a favorite in the NFC East. But I don't care how great that defense is. I don't care how great the weapons are. If their offense is st- st- offensive line is still trash, it's just going to be another long and miserable year. Don't expect good things then. So if there's, if Slater's there, take him. Take the best offensive lineman at at that time. All right, Joe. If they're where else would they look? I mean, obviously you brought up. Uh, the fact let me play something. No, I'll, I'll, uh, don't even ask the question. I'm going to sort of build off of what Trevor okay, just said. There's ahead. not even any reason to ask it. I would say this, Trevor. Tell me if you agree or disagree. Yeah. Quarterback, running back, defensive line are the only three areas that would not be under consideration right now. For the Giants? For the Giants. I, I think to me, anything that, el- anything else basically that comes up at number 11, I think the Giants would – okay, all right, fair enough. Secondary enough. Fair enough. Let's throw the secondary out there. I would even say right? receiver, Joe, because they have depth now. I mean, even right. not mm-hmm. to that, you have depth. So I wouldn't even consider – I mean, if Devontae Smith is there or Waddle, it'd be hard to pass up on. Right, maybe. Yeah, that. That's what I'm saying. But so again, I mean literally the positions that ops absolutely they will, they will not draft in are quarterback, running back, and defensive line. A thousand percent. I, D- I would say D-line is – Interior, you mean, right? 
Like yes, D-D. interior D line, correct. Yes, obviously they still need an edge rusher. So I mean, I think I think that's got to be the focus. Again, I I love the idea of of, a, of an offensive tackle at this point. I really do. I, I, you know, I, I if Slater's putting it like this. Remember last year how upset I was at Andrew Thomas. I really wanted Isaiah Simmons. So I wanted oh, a big yeah. playmaker oh, yeah. on yeah. defense. And I was like, all right, I can, I can live with Andrew Thomas. And they ended up being the worst of the bunch of tackles that got drafted. <laughs> well, whatever. I'm not, I'm not saying I was right. I'm just saying I was, I was, I felt like that was just not a great first round pick for the giants. And hopefully I'll be proven wrong. Uh, if he gets it together. Uh, and it probably was the right move because let's be honest. They, they do need to protect Daniel Jones. If they go offensive line in this draft, I will be on my yes. Come on, that would be the good thing. Is in this class, there's a lot of depth in offensive line too. Yeah, sure. Look, I mean, again, they they may use multiple picks in this draft to add more depth to that line. And if somebody doesn't perform, you're out. Uh, They're not crazy about Will Hernandez anymore. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. probably the next guy to play his way out of town. So. Maybe they maybe they go guard second, third, fourth round. If there's somebody, if there's depth out there. They're looking to add depth. You did a nice job with Pert at five. Why not? There's a lot that could be done here. Again, these signings to me, where you really, other than defensive, uh, defensive pass rush or defensive end rather, uh, to me they address the major concerns on this team on paper. Yeah. Right. Again, well, whether Daniel Jones is the right guy or not, he'll prove it. But on paper, everything but edge rusher. You can add depth anywhere now in this draft. Like I said, to me, any any pick at any position, I'd be like, no, it's a good one. I, I To me, this Giants team is now just loading in talent and depth. And I think that's great. Again, Joe Judge saw that in New England for so long where you just plug another guy in. That's what depth yeah. gives you. Yeah, you're right. But, I mean, all right, let's Dude, address. Jace, Jace, yes. please like this. No, if I get what Joe, you're saying. If, hold on. If Joe Judge would have said to you, I'm going to come in and have an offensive line rotation, what would you have said? An a off- rotation? What is this, high school? Yeah. I did what that are we, school, subbing guys in and out? That doesn't seem. a D-line rotation. It works. But, sure, listen. No, D-line's one thing. Absolutely. But I'm just saying, you don't really see that with O-line's. But but what happens when when Joe Madden starts shifting off you know the 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 infield to right you'd start doing things and it works and so if if an offensive line rotation of like seven or eight guys it great what again like Trevor said whatever protects Daniel Jones and allows him to get the ball to all of these talented guys is the only way this team is gonna be successful yeah. All right, Joe and Trevor have been so offensive minded here. Sean, defensively, where who are the Giants picking in the draft if they when it comes? Um, to- I I think Rousseau from Miami has the best upside as a pass rusher. Um, obviously, it's it's not super. Uh, there's not a lot of strength at the at the top of the draft, you know, in terms of edge rusher, and there, it has to be a guy who can play outside linebacker because we do uh, with Patrick Graham's system. He runs a three four, so I mean. <clears throat> We we uh, they don't really depend on DNs other than Leonard Williams to uh, rush the passer and you know guys like Lorenzo Carter and O'Shane Zimenez hopefully you know they could they could turn it around and uh, get healthy from last year and they could give us some production but I think that's definitely the weakest part of this defense right now is the outside linebacker position so I mean that's one spot that I, I think definitely needs some help uh, and 
if we're not going to go O line in that spot, and if Waddle or Smith isn't there, then I think we have to go edge rusher, or maybe like Trevor said, trade back. Um, I know that Gettleman isn't isn't a big, you know, he's he doesn't love trading back. He hasn't done it really in the past, but I think he's definitely look at it. He should definitely look at it this year. Uh, if there's there's not a guy that they want there. Zay, you met, you brought up a trade earlier uh, with Ingram. I feel like that's directed at me. I <laughs> care. You wanted yeah. Haskins too. I might have been. Uh, I might have been a little vocal about it. I can't say much. I wanted Haskins too. I really thought he was going to be a superstar. I'm. Uh, it saddens me. It really does. I wanted Devin White. Not over for him. Oh, so did I. No chance. Not over for him. Yeah. I want to get back on to this trade. Oh, can I ask you something? Yo. Didn't you want the Giants to draft offensive line a couple weeks ago when I defended you? Now you're going against me? This is why I don't defend you. you <laughs> I want them. I don't defend you. I'm distributing the ball. I'm letting other people shoot. <laughs> Zay. You brought up the idea of a trade. Ingram and that 11th pick. Could they use that to trade up and get Kyle Pitts? And would you would you be okay with that, Zay? I'd be all for it. I mean, I'm not an Evan Ingram fan. Uh, to me, I think he's the fakest pro bowler in NFL history. But um, if you trade up that high – might have to go all the way almost to two. I, sw- I-, I swear to God, I think the Jets have to consider taking Pitts at two. I know it sounds crazy. Yeah, it, I don't I don't think it would be possible because, like, like he said, it, Pitts is going to go fast. And if oh, yeah. He, it, it, it's like uh, the, the mock drafts have a heavy quarterback in the beginning. Some have Pitts early. So it's all about where the Giants trade up and who they trade up with because just to trade up, to trade up would be pointless. If you're going to trade up and get nobody, that would be stupid. You could keep Evan Ingram. I, I think if you trade up, you have to have a reason to trade up. If you're not going to, at that point, you could trade back. Maybe, maybe trade them for. I don't know. If I would trade up, if the only reason I would trade up for, I would trade up for Sewell. I, I'm not mad at that. I like that. I, I would trade up for Sewell. That would be the only part. Because honestly, the the weapons that are surrounded, even with Ingram now, it takes so much pressure having Kyle Rudolph there. Trust me. I I feel like Ingram's going to bounce back with the Rudolph signing. They have weapons now. If you could just get that protection, you get Sewell and Andrew Thomas. You could put Andrew Thomas at right tackle, have Sewell as your left tackle. I mean, as a Giant fan, you'd be like, okay, this, now we're starting to go. Now it looks like we're in business. You, you, yeah. you can't bounce back from not having hands. There's no bounce back from not having hands. Just give him, ever see the replacement? Just give him super glue. This is not the little Giants. He's not going to get, like, the sticky stuff on his chest. It's not going to work for him. You never, hey, you ever seen the, uh, uh, the replacements? Yes, I've seen the replacements. Come on, you got to be like Franklin. Super It's not going to work. I, I don't. I don't believe he's a playmaker. I, I think. I think he's built to be a playmaker. I just don't think he is. Sorry. Right. Some players are just like that. I get that. I get that. But before we move on from the draft, Lucas, is there anyone that catches your eye? I mean, a week ago, before we signed. Um... What's his face? Dory Jackson. I would have said take a corner. Uh, um, oh, excuse me. Patrick Sertain out of uh, Alabama and Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech took my eye. But now I just think I, th- I think the best option is to trade back. And like Sean said, Gettleman's been um, reluctant to do that in the past. But I think that's that's really the Giants' best option here to get get some value out of that 11th uh, overall pick in this draft. 
right. All right. So we will see. Only time will tell. But that's going to do it for Giant Stock. Trev, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, boys. And uh, stick around. Make, make sure you watch the Battle of the Brain coming up as we got Joe and Sean. Wait, what, is that? what does that mean? The Battle of the Brain? Oh, watch. You understand. It's the Battle of the Brain. Yeah. We got stay tuned. Are you staying? Are you on staying live, or are you like going to another? No, show? no, no. We're we're staying live, but just watch, just watch. Okay, right. I got. But watch. Uh, before we do that, here's Lil. Oh, he froze. <laughs> no. Uh oh. Chase, he froze. We lost. No. <laughs> we lost our Alex. Press Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys yeah. to the city. I crossed up by Colby, roll float in Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. But speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, fun. But I didn't make Don't my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Jace, Jace is doing the uh, Frozen Man Challenge. He's getting really good at this. Um, well, that's a bummer. I don't know if we're going to be able to do our trivia bit uh, as Jace has literally the worst internet in the entire universe. Um, Trevor, I, th uh, this is actually a good opportunity to tell you this. Uh, we are, uh, Automars is working on a new theme song for you guys. Freshen it up. Oh, us? Yes. Okay. Yes, I got you. A, I got you a little gift. I thought you guys could use uh, a new theme song. So, uh, is it more of a Florida tune? More Florida. It's gonna be a little more sunshine since uh, look how tan he looks. Right, so I'm not good. That, I'm not that tan. Not that tan. You look tanner than me. Well, Jace is yep. Jace back. Let's see. Jace is coming back there. He, Jace, what the hell hey! is going on here? Hey! Like, oh, guys, accidentally. I accidentally unplugged my internet. But before we get to the big brain battle, what the hell? Unplug your internet. Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. I crossed up by Colby, roll float in Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. But speaking of those Lakers, but I, but I, hold on, fun. But I didn't make my. I didn't make my. I said Denver's gonna win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. All right. Get the the double plug for Keys to the City. Oh, did we do that? Yeah, double. Wow. Yeah. All right. But hold on. All right. Big Jace's big brain battle. We got the. We got Joe and Sean taking on Zay and Lucas. And Lucas won last time. Let's go, Joe. So, I'm ready. Lucas. How, how do you guys feel? Joe, Sean, you guys ready to, to get your revenge? As, as overconfident as ever. I mean, not seeing the topics makes me a little nervous, but hey. Yeah, Lucas is the MVP anyway, so I feel confident. As long as I got the MVP. What topic do you feel most strong? What, what what one are you most looking forward to, Joe? If if you had to pick a topic, if I said, yo, what topic do you want? Which one would you pick? 
Whistle I ball. could handle any any topic. Any oh. topic. Wiffle ball is my specialty, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no baseball. I'm not, I mean, it's, it's, it's Gary Sanchez. Fight. He's the best at it. Yeah, I see <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, brother. I see your fantasy team. Baseball is not your expertise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, Luca. All right, let, let's let's dive into it. Starting off, well, rules obviously. Coin toss. See who goes first. Seven rounds. Two questions per round, 30 seconds per question. Any missed question, you, the opponent can steal. You got 15 seconds to steal. Every person individually has a double. So if you had like a topic before we even get going, you can double that topic just for your question. So let's start things off with the coin toss. Just like last time, Uh-oh. open up Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, and your answer to this must be in the comments to get the win. You guys all ready? Yes, sir. All right, open up all those. No, one. Just one. I just need to be able to pull it up. I was joking. It was a joke. Oh, okay. Oh, my bad. All right. But here we go. Who is the fourth all-time in passing yards at NC State, but he finished his college career at Wisconsin? My, my answer is in there. That's not fair. I don't move fast enough. Oh, oh no! Lucas got it first. Yes. No, what? Mine popped up first on the screen. No, Lucas is in. No, Lucas got it first. Lucas got it first. Look at this first. I spelled his name by like a hair. Run by a hair. I don't know. I I thought I thought for sure Shawnee had it. Look in the comments. Look in the comments. I mean, they were they were both. It it says both six fifty eight. There's no right, seconds. Whatever. Nah, whatever. Give it to him. What do you call that? A tie? Uh, I don't know. I might have beat him by a hair. I think we should go first anyway. We're the winners. What? what I, I, it's because I. It's because I spelled out the full name. Should have won. Let them go first. Let them go first. <laughs> no, 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 no. After you, you guys go. Oh, All right. Ladies first. We're not worried about it. <laughs> Holy yeah, that's crap! Why you guys go first. We'll take. We'll we'll take it. We'll take. Okay. It. All right. You, right. Zay and Lucas. Round one. WWE. I mean, I know you guys were talking about it. You did. So let's get it done and over with. The new stuff. You'll see. Name this wrestler. Oh, God. Lucas and Zay up first. Your 30 seconds are on the clock now. Boogeyman. Boogeyman. Come on, on, man. That's cake. Easy, easy, easy. All right. Well done. Joe and Sean, how did you feel about that? Would you have known that? Oh, yeah. Uh, the old boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Real confident behind that one. Yeah, the boogeyman. <laughs> All right, you I guys ready for your question? Around. Yep. Same thing. Name this wrestler. Oh. Come on. Isn't that uh, Rafiki? Can I come in? Can I come in? No point no. name. Yeah, can Trevor help me? No, no. Isn't that that's Rafiki? I think. Nope, no course, no answers, no point for the wrong answer. Okay, uh, is that your final I answer? Yes. Rafiki. Rafiki's from the Lion King. And Lucas for the right. steal. The, the correct- father of Jimmy and Jay Uso. Rikishi. Thank you. Ding. Oh, ding. What did I just say? Rikishi. Rikishi. 
<laughs> you said Rafiki. I said Rafiki. Rafiki. I don't know what it's. I, I mean, give me a break. You're going to bust me on a technicality? Get out of here. <laughs> that's a K there, not an nonsense. F. That's not an F. That's a K. That's a K. If it, <laughs> it was a typo. I meant a Rafiki. You spoke out a, a typo? Is that what you're saying? The Joe? fact that I even had any idea what his name was, I should get it. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> All right. You'll do better. Two lead for Say and Lucas. Going into round two, the NBA. Does okay. anyone want a double? Each, each, every person has a double. Not yet, not yet, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Zay and Lucas, name the player. Orlando Magic, Los Angeles Lakers, Miami Heat, Phoenix Suns. Shaq, Shaq Diesel. Final answer. Final answer. You are correct. Is my mic on? Did he hear me? Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just got to make sure, you know? But uh, now, same thing. Same type of question to Joe and Sean. Name the player. The Celtics, the Raptors, the Nuggets, Timberwolves, the Pistons, the Nuggets, the Knicks, the Clippers, the Pistons. Who is Carmelo that? Anthony. No, <laughs> no, no, no. That's not it. Um... Ay, ay, ay. Who is this? is. I ain't gonna lie. They got a, that's a hard one. That's a very hard one. Yeah, the, one, the other one was so much easier. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. Y'all should have went first. Uh, <laughs> this uh, one's tough. Um, Who played on the Pistons twice? twice. And the Nuggets twice. Who tortured themselves twice in the NBA. Uh, I know who it is. Who is the guard? Who is Nine, the guard? Eight. Oh, um, seven. I don't know. Six, I don't know who the guard was. Five. Uh, four. On the three. Houston. Two. Allen. Just yell out a name. I need one now. And I don't, I don't know. Oh, I got it. I think I got Zay. Do you Lucas have Zay? You got fifteen seconds. You got me on this one. You got it. Right. I think I got it. I'm gonna go with Tayshawn Prince. Eh, fuck. Who was it? Chauncey. Chauncey Bills was on the Celtics. When? Yeah, he was drafted by the Celtics. Mm-hmm. He only played like a couple games. But I should have known like Knicks, Clippers, Detroit. I should have known from that. Oh, I saw Pistons God. twice, and I thought Tayshawn Prince and that Shaq one was so much easier. Come on, <laughs> hey, they're both NBA champions. And the Detroit Pistons shouldn't even really count. Yeah, we're we're talking about retired. one of the best players of all time, and Chauncey Billups. Like, come on. <laughs> all right, okay. Round three: sports video games. This is new. All right. Yeah. Any you guys want to double? Nah. New category. Not Joe me. and Sean, you guys got to make up some. 3 0 start. This for them. Yeah. Quick. Right. I'm doubling it. Double this. How many rounds do we have left? Set, there's seven, seven rounds. Seven rounds. We're, we're, uh, we're three. <laughs> I'll double up here. Let's do it. We're a second Let's double. Double. Uh, Let's go for it. Isaiah, right. and Joe. Isaiah and Joe are doubling. We're doubling. Okay. So it's doubled. Both questions are doubled. This first one is for Zay and Lucas. 
Name the cover athlete. Madden 07. Oh, mother ever. Oh, I know this one. Oh. Michael Vick. Oh, no, no, no. I'm tripping. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Isn't it Vick? 07 is Vick, isn't it? Hold on. Hold on. Give me a second. I know this one. Yeah, Google it up. Go ahead. Where's <laughs> the buzzer? I don't I don't need to. Who's Googling? Ten. No, Vic was on four, I believe. Oh seven. Five. I, I oh, 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 what's his name? Uh three. Dominic two. And for the Sean, steal, Sean Ale- two points. Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander. There we go. It's a that one game. point yeah. game. Damn. It's a oh, one man. point game. I knew it. Which one was I McNabb? That was 05, I think. Something uh, like that. Yeah. Damn. Or no. Ray know. Lewis was 05. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Donovan McNabb was. Uh, what right. is it? 4 2? 3 2? 3 2. This is also doubled. Same uh, type of question. Name that cover athlete. Oh. 4. Joe and Sean, NBA 2K9. Oh, boy. Uh, come on. Oh, God. Uh, huh. What is 2K9? What year is that even? 2K09. Like 2009? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... Who was good in 2009? Who won the... I think I got an idea. I think I got an idea, Lucas. I think. The, the, Lakers, the Lakers beat the Magic in 09. So, me, Who, uh, how about 08? I was, 08, the Celtics That's beat Celtics? The, the Lakers. Um, Five. Kevin Garnett, I bet. No, I, One I of those cats. Gotta be. Actually, yeah, go with Garnett. Garnett, final good. answer? Kevin Garnett. Yeah, sure. Ding! Championships the cover guy now. Oh my god, no, not not typically. Uh yeah, I was what it's always been in my who that one too. World. I, was, I wish we got I was gonna say Dwight Howard. I, Damn. I was thinking of NBA that Live. Irritated me. I wish we got <laughs> that was a that was a pull. That was impressive. Way to pull that one out, Joe. Let's get it. <laughs> well, dude, I don't really know the NBA. I'm thinking, well, who's on the cover? Whoever won the championship, probably that's the cover guy. No, isn't that how yep. it works for the NBA? Well, the it's how I think it always is going. <laughs> Not that's recently. what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's a good four one. rounds. Let's get it. Four rounds, Lucas. Let's get them all. Crap. All right. Here we go. Round four. Uh, NHL. Any doubles? God, nope. <laughs> Any doubles? <laughs> All right. Do we have skips? <laughs> Pass. All right. Yeah, not double. Say and Lucas, this is your guys' question. Name Let's the see. city. Oh. Where was the Stanley Cup won in 2000? In oh, the year Jesus. 2000? Oh. Where was it won? Where did they hoist the Stanley Cup? These are big boy questions now, guys. In 2000? Um, 2000. Um, no clue. Do you want me to just take a guess? L.A. I don't know. Okay. L.A.? We'll go Los Angeles. That is incorrect. Son of a gun. I, know. Um, I don't know. I was going to guess somewhere in Canada, probably. Maybe Vancouver. In 2000? Maybe Is Boston. That, I I, um, no I want to say it was the New Jersey Devils. No, but it's not. It's 
Wait, did they did they play? They won it in ninety five and they won it like every five, other year, I feel like. Four, three, two. Uh, yeah, just go with that. One I'll say the devils. In New Jersey. I need a city. No. New uh, Jersey. It would be Newark, New Jersey, but that's incorrect. The Devils won in Dallas to clinch four. To I like how you say it like you knew that outside of looking it up, though. Get brave. Oh, patronizing and whatnot. Hey, well, let me I'm tell you host, something. That's what I get to do. All that's right. one of the perks of being a host of a, sh- of a show like this. All right, Alex Trebek, keep it up. <laughs> You uh, the mighty ducks. Right. I couldn't tell you. All right, same question, Joe and Sean. Name the city. Where was the Stanley Cup won oh. in 2015? This is more recent. Thirty seconds start now. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> I. Weren't it's the, the fact King... that you know 2000 and not 2015. The uh, the Kings won a couple years ago. The did the Bruins win lately. I, don't know. I have no clue. I I just started watching hockey like a couple months ago. I don't know. I don't uh, know. 2015. Gonna, was I'll that say... Tampa? Was Tampa Lightning no, that year? No, that was more. That was that more, more recent? recent? Yeah, like that was like time. last year, I think. I want to say it was the Kings or Vegas one, I think. Or I don't know. I want to say Los Angeles. I think I, Chicago. Let's say Chicago. Did the uh, three? Chicago's to, always a two, good bet in hockey. Let's say one, give me right. something, something, something. Chicago. Chicago. It's definitely Chicago, isn't it? Chicago clinched yeah! over the Oh, wait a minute. What? That was lightning year. What the? F- wow. <laughs> Just, no, That's what I wow. That was my guess, Isaiah. That was my Joe, guess. Joe secretly sits at home and watches hockey, even though <laughs> I feel like these last five second um I love hockey, like, eh? I feel like he's just sitting on his computer looking he, right. He, we can't see his screen, so we don't bro, know. Bro, I'm sitting right here. Right here. It, it's too no, magical. I don't even know how to Are use we, the internet. This is we're, just, yeah. we're we're nice with the buzz. This is meters. the second show, and we already have a cheating controversy. I love it. <laughs> Like All right, <laughs> round five. Both teams still have one double. Bro, MLB double. I'll double, I'll double this one. No, 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 no. You already did your double, Joe. Oh, never mind. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for. Hopefully, there's NFL. I'll double this hopefully. one. Uh, All right, so this is doubled. The fir- only this first question is doubled Nigga, for Zay we need and this Lucas. Double. We need this double. Who are the players? They're going to be multiple. There's multiple answers to this question, so you will have a minute instead of 30 seconds. Who are the players? The players, plural. There's multiple. Three. In 2009, the AL had three lead leaguers in saves. Who were they? 2009? I mean. You have a minute. Come on. I mean. 2009. I'm gonna, you know what? Is Mariano Rivera playing it? Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, he was okay. One of them, he's the greatest closer of all time. One of them has to be Mariano. Yeah, okay. All right, you know what? You want to lock that in? You need three, three names. Three, I thought you said we only need one of the three. No, I said it's more. Yeah, that's why you have a minute. You need four answers. We need all three. Like, who's going to remember 2009? What the hell is this? Oh, my God. All right, we'll go Mariano Rivera. Who's the close on Boston in 2009? 
Uh, who knows? Shut up. Mariano <laughs> <laughs> Rivera. Um, it's not even fair. I'm a Mets fan. I couldn't tell. Fuck. Sucks, um, sucks to suck. You got time. Talk it over. Come on. Work as a team, guys. You don't got that much time. It's almost been a minute. No, there's multiple answers, so it's only a minute. Thousand nine, bro. Mariano Rivera. <laughs> keep saying that. All uh, right. I, ten, I think I know two ten. of them, Joe. I don't even know who the best teams in 2009. I'm were. pretty sure I know. Uh, I think I know it, and I know specifically Five, who the National League four, guy was. And three, I don't think two, his name's not in the comments. I can see that too. All right, uh, uh, I was all right. That's it. That is just Mariano Rivera. I was Joe. Say, you, you got 30 seconds. I was going to say I don't Rivera even Applebaum. No, it was it was Joe Nathan, Rivera, oh, yeah, and uh, Colorado's guy Brian Fuentes had. No, that's the NL. Days. That's the NL. No, he maybe put it in lock it in lock it lock in. Hey, Trust me, that's what it was. No, it's the Ten. American League. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call Robin uh, Anaheim. Anaheim's closer. It's Brian Fuentes, Joe okay. Nathan, and Mariano Rivera. That's what you're going with? That's my answer. Good yeah. job. Come on, guys. Look at you, Joe. Baseball. We should have doubled up. Told you. Uh, Damn. I'm waiting for football. <laughs> okay. We're, we'll be good. All right, there we go. Now it's your guys' question. This one uh, it has to be out of reach. Wait, man. do we get double points? For no, that? that was doubled. That one was doubled. So yes, it's seven to three now. All right, it's done. It's over, Isaiah. We'll get him next time. Smoked. It's cooked. Hey, we still need to pad the stats, right? Who are these yes, players? Please. And you have to double at some point, Sean. In 2012, the AL East. Had three out of the four lead leaguers at at bats. Who are they? You got a minute? Um, you you're asking for the league leader and at bats? Yeah. What? What even possessed you? I don't even understand the question. Was, uh, what kind of question is this, Jason? The ALEs uh, had three of the four league leaders. In at yeah. bats, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm trying to in think. 2012. Okay, I'm Google. thinking of leadoff guys that didn't get hurt throughout the year. It's who it's. Um. Did I'm Brett Gardner say, lead off for the Yankees? Brett Gardner uh, would have been yeah the leadoff hitter. Uh, Robinson Cano was the two hitter, and he played 160 games. So I'm sure he's on that list. Ah, boy. The Rays and the Orioles um, and the Blue Jays, too. Uh, hmm. Who was on the Red Sox in 2012? That was, like, the worst Pedroia. year for the Red Sox. You guys got 10 minutes, 10 seconds? Of yeah, minute? I mean, Pedroia, yeah, Pedroia was still in the squad. Um, hello. He's, hello. Five. We can still steal. <laughs> I'm going to say Robbie Cano's got to be one of them. Maybe um, uh, Pedroia and Gardner. Okay. And, all right. For the steal, yeah, 30 seconds. One. All right. We'll go Mike Trout, Brett Gardner. Mike and... Trout. Mike Trout. He's at AL East, bro. Oh, yeah, AL East. Yes. Yeah. I thought it said Oh, AL. I shouldn't have said that. Right. Brett Gardner. Um. <laughs> 
Dustin for Troy. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, who the hell hit leadoff for the Rays? Ten. Julio Lugo. Maybe Five, Carl Crawford? Four. Evan Longoria. Right? <laughs> One. Evan Longoria. Lock it in. Derek Jeter, J.J. Hardy, and Adam Jones. I was going to say Adam Jones. Derek I would have never gotten J.J. Hardy, though. J.J. Hardy. Y'all didn't oh. even know Derek Jeter was on the team in 2012? Oh, man. I, I didn't even think of Derek I, I Yeah. None of y'all got Jeter. Like, I, I I felt bad about this question, but you guys no, not you did didn't. Jeter. No, I, I did. I did once you guys said that, but none of you said Jeter. Yeah, because, well, because when you, you say AL East, everybody thinks Baltimore Orioles. Good good question. Good question. <laughs> yeah, like, that was really brilliant. Why would you, we live in why, why, so why would you even say AL East? Why don't you just ask who the league leaders in that bats were? Joe, and are why, you why really leading and complaining? Look, Are you really like you're in the lead right now and you're bitching? I could be crushing these guys, crushing them. <laughs> I don't like these questions, they're loaded. I don't like it. We got two more. We're not, rounds. We're not happy with seven points. Uh, technically. Lucas and Zay, you guys are still alive. There's still points on the board. Four points on the board. Send it to OT. That means you gotta. They can't get any right, and you got to get all of them right. And round six is movies. Oh, uh, there better be football movies. at the end. I don't. Movies. I don't. Lucas, don't try to quote us for the Titanic or something. Oh yeah, they. Yeah, Sean still has his double, so there's five points left on the board. Open books. So, I don't. Round seven is books. All right. <laughs> I might wait for the last one. And Lucas. Here we go. Uh, Name the 2014 movie based off these three songs God. off its soundtrack. Ain't no mountain high enough. I want you back. And ooh, ooh, child. <laughs> We're not getting those five points. Uh, <laughs> um, Hairspray. 2014 movie. Yep. Jesus Christ. Oh, what kind of question is this? <laughs> God. This one's an actual good question. It's not my fault you guys don't know movies. Is it a popular movie? Yeah, because I'm sorry. I don't sit around thinking, oh, my God. I <laughs> want you back. I'm going to remember this movie forever. You guys got 10 seconds. Uh, <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, if Joe Five, gets this, I'm going to shit myself. Four, I got I to gotta guess. Three. And it seems like you guys ain't got no guess. I know Pirate. exactly what it is because of Jace. Pirates. <laughs> okay. Let's go for the steal. 15 seconds. I said songs in Guardians of the Galaxy. I yeah, I was that's what I was gonna say. Uh, Eight is that right? Was it 2014 though? I yeah. Get the hell there we go. Out. Guardians of the Galaxy. How often do you hear Marvin Gaye in movies, you guys? Wait, when did Guardians when did they play in Ain't no mountain high. Remember the Titans. No, yeah. one, no, yeah. what, <laughs> ain't no Mount Highs in a bunch of movies. Joe. Yeah, but like, what, what part is that in Guardians of the Galaxy? It, it's on the soundtrack. That's it's on all. the soundtrack, bro. It, and it is. I, I can't. Mean no, it I, in the movie. Hey, I, I, it says on the soundtrack. That means it could have played in the credits. <laughs> it right, probably did. It, it no, it was in. 
Ain't I, no more. I gotta rewatch this. Now. Okay. Now, just to spat, pad the stats here, Joe and Sean. I get the first. The last same one. thing, but it's nineteen ninety three. Slow ride, fog hat, tush, ZZ top. School's out by Alice Cooper. Thirty seconds start now. Oh God, the Ninja Turtles. Oh. <laughs> Titanic. Um, Richmond High. <laughs> Last times at Richmond uh, High. I, I want to say that is the movie Rush. Five, 10 seconds. 93. Uh, is that 93 is my senior year. Five. Slow three, ride from Fog Hat. Let's go with three, Rush. Amazing and I was one in Zay and Lucas, 15 seconds. You got one? Bro, I was one in 93. I was born <laughs> in 99. If you guys don't have one, you can phone a friend, Trev. All right, Trevor, you got one? Oh, my God. I'm so stupid. I got it. I'm so stupid. Uh, thought of it. Wrong movie. I know what it is. It's just so easy. I have no idea. Uh. Look who's talking. I don't know. Who's All right. Let's lock that in. No, that's 1989. <laughs> Stop that. Four. Three. Two. One. It's dazed and confused, right? It's dazed and confused. Yeah, I said that. I said that. Who said it? I literally said that. I said dazed and confused. Oh, that's right. Trevor gets one point. Trevor gets one point. I get two points. Trevor wasn't even playing. Now we came in last place. Nice job. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Look at that. Uh, Lucas and Zay, you guys came in second, thanks to Trevor. Yeah. You guys are not the ultimate losers. <laughs> yeah, it was Daisy Confused. Okay, there we go. Here you go, Sean. Here you go. John is doubling. It has to be doubled. It's the final round. But uh, all right. Lucas and Zay for NFL. Let's hope they don't get it. Name the Super Bowl run. Beat Miami 38-3 in the divisional round. Beat the New York Jets 23-10 AFC Championship. And then beat Atlanta 34-19 in Super Bowl 33. Oh, my God. Come on. 33. That's a lot. I love this one. That's the – Yes. Hey, it's 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 the what? It's the Broncos. It's got to be the Broncos, right? Didn't the Broncos? It's not your question. (laughs) Oh, um, you have to find a new question, Jace. Do another Super Bowl run. No, no, no. That's Joe's fault. No, that is ten seconds. Uh, I guess we'll lock in the Broncos. That is correct. The 1999 Denver Broncos. Oh, I watched that game in a bar. Oh, God. We were gifted a point. Yeah. Hopefully we get this double. Joe, you could have messed it up where y'all had to double this, and we could have tied it at seven if y'all didn't get one extra point. We're supposed to have five now. Not four or five. By the way, that week, I cannot for the life we think of his name, but the cornerback for uh, Atlanta got busted with a prostitute. And he was like the NFL's man of the year for his community service. Oh, geez. Nice. All right. Double the points. Just oh, the, the stats. 
Oh, no. no, it was uh, the cornerback. I can't think of his name offhand. If you said it, I would remember yeah. it. Sean Wheatley. Joe, here we go. Beat San Francisco. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 2003. Let's go. Are we done? After you left Oakland. Yep. There we go. Come on! Coming in. Oh, does anybody, hey, hey, does anybody remember who the San Francisco 49ers played in the wild card game? The Giants. Yeah, it was 38 to 14. That was that. Scoreboard, Strahan. Shut up, yep. idiot. That's why you don't play zone defense when you're up by three scores. Thank you, Terrell Owens. There we go. Joe, well, I, I, think I think I could do pretty well in this game by myself. <laughs> Trev, you had one point. I helped you get the freaking days to confuse one. 93 boy, huh? Yeah. You know oh. times. One, 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 one. Who said someone said fast times at Ridgemont High? And I'm like, oh, they got it. That was okay. No, that was me too. All right. I'm going to open two, boys and girls. All right. So, yeah, we will continue this. This will be its own show eventually. Good job, Joe. But uh, congrats to Joe and Sean. Sean, we killed uh, you. You carried the load today, but we got getting their revenge. Now, now we just need a rubber match to see who is true. Who truly has the biggest Watch brain? It, <laughs> hey, wow! It's coming. It's coming. But uh, all right, that's gonna do it for John about the G Men. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Thank you. Okay, Zay. The losers off the screen. Oh, they don't deserve okay. to share screen time with Sean and I. We, we want a little bit of want a little bit of credit before we walk out. Zay's all flipping us off. No, come on. We went a round of all applause right. on the way out. I just dominated a trivia. Hey, I didn't kick on you a out, sports Zay. podcast. What's better than that? All right. <laughs> Thank you. Joe, Sean, Zay. And then thanks, Trev and Lucas, for joining me. This is sabotage. This is what we're talking about. The game is sabotage. They're trying to sabotage our post game. Yeah, you know what? Uh, all right. Rematch. So we will be back. about it. We ain't going to get that rematch. There needs to be a rubber match. No, no, no. no. We're going to get that rematch, and then we're going to take down the Keys Brothers after that. You know where to find us. Good luck. Fallout has been made, bro. Say you gotta get right. past them only, first. Only UFC fighters make call outs after they lose. This <laughs> is <laughs> all right. Okay, thank you guys all for joining me. Thank you guys. Thanks everyone watching and listening. We'll see you next week for more John about the G Men. So take care.